I'm not strange. Weird. I'm not strange. Off, nor crazy. Weird. I'm not strange. My reality is just different than small. yours. If you believe in me, I'll believe in you. Is that a bargain? Hello, everybody. This is Craig from The Unbeaten Path. All right. Today we have the Voluntary Vixens. We have Jesse and Maddie on today. And I tell you what, this was a good podcast. Great conversation. I learned a lot. And I was checked a couple of times so uh, about my medical terminology and my medical, not knowledge, but uh, the way I perceive things, I guess. So I did learn a little bit in that. I would like to uh, go ahead and just kick this off. I tell you what, uh, the Voluntary Vixens are on just about every piece of social media you can find. Look it up. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. And they also have their podcast, which uh, is pretty dang good. I tell you what. I've listened, I, I did some binge watch, or binge watching, I did some binge listening to this prior to the podcast, and I was blown away uh, at the level that this was at. If you get the chance, check it out, check them out on Instagram, and follow them on Twitter, because it is well worth that. All right, we're going to jump right into this and uh, listen to what we have to say. So, cool. We'll talk to you all later. Did you guys hear that? Yep. yep. Oh wow. Okay. I, that's a that is a new thing that Zoom is doing. Yeah. And it's like first time it happened. I'm like, what? You know, because a lot of times it just didn't even say anything. It just popped up recording. Well, I guess a lot of people were actually recording nefariously. I guess if Ooh. that's even possible. Ooh. So, like that's, a lot of participants. Possible. Yeah, a lot of participants weren't realizing. Hey, this is being recorded. So interesting yeah yeah, yeah. but no, what's anyway. funny is the fu- the first time i heard it as well was actually when we were recording with the fighting the bullet guys and i yeah. was like oh my god they're after me well <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to figure out why you guys had those idiots on <laughs> <laughs> they were so much fun oh i know I, yeah uh, now you do realize who typo is right we In do. okay okay we all right, do. All right. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh yeah, fernal thorn on my side. So oh. yeah. <laughs> not too big a one, I'm sure. No, oh no, no, no. As a matter of fact, I just talked to him uh yesterday. I had laser surgery on on my eye. And uh so I talked to him that day, but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> so I call him <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I said, Did you forget my number? And he's like, I, I just talked to you. I'm like, no, oh, you didn't. Man. You know, so we had this huge The drugs argument. are working too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not well enough because I got home. I, I was crying. Ooh. Yeah, I was crying like a baby. And I was like, just give me some oxy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, Famous uh, last words. Yeah, no doubt. Wow. <laughs> uh, and that stuff doesn't affect me too bad. Um, That's good. Yeah, it, I mean, it just knocks me out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not, you know loopy or you know i just gone so anyway okay so i'll do i'll I'll do a separate intro for you guys and maddie and and jesse from voluntary vixens correct okay so first of all because i i've noticed like on the analytics on this podcast people listen for like the first five minutes Mm -hmm. and that's it so if you guys need to plug anything like your, your podcast now would be the ideal time to do it 
because <laughs> if you save it for the end, nobody's going to hear it except my mom. So, <laughs> oh my God, bless her heart. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Jesse, you want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, I'm Maddie, listeners, and I'm joined by my usual co-host. Uh, we're both very grateful guests today on a Craig show here. But so Jesse and I host the Voluntary Vixens podcast, and we kind of tried to fill a niche that we saw that needed filling. Um, and it was a way to like keep us sane uh, in this insane world. So our podcast is a like a female take on um, libertarian, voluntarist, uh, anarchist issues. Um, the news of the day, the crazy things that are going on. And yeah, we are always down for a good conversation with people. So um, if you are listening, want to find us or reach out to us at all, um, we're both very active on Instagram um, at Voluntary Vixens. Uh, Jesse has uh, really the command of our Twitter account, but um, at Vixens Voluntary. And you can find me on um, at my Maddie, P-E-T-T, my Maddie. Um, yeah, but basically if you uh, find us on the major platforms, we're there and, um, you know, hopefully we can take you on a ride and rabbit down our rabbit hole. Hopefully people will, you know, be able to listen this far into the podcast. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, hang in uh, there, guys. <laughs> yeah, hang in, no doubt. Um, okay, so, okay, now it's it's Maddie and, yes. and Jesse. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, okay, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts here lately. Well, thank you. And, well, I didn't know about them before. Honestly, I swear. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm 53. So I'm really not into the whole podcasting uh, scene, if you will. It's so a commitment. It, it <laughs> is. It is. It's like, it wow, is. this is, this is almost as bad as reading, but uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, it's, it's, I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy listening in, in the vehicle and, and stuff like that. But uh, no, I just, I've been like really cramming your guys's podcast here lately and it's i it's above my head um i mean you guys are you guys are talking like to like rocket scientists and 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 neuroscientists and microbiologists and uh uh the one girl that you guys had on um just recently she was a doctor dr mary I think. Oh yeah, Dr. Mary Ruart. Ruart she yeah. is a precious human being. And wow. Yeah, and yeah. she was she was the one that was talking about the micron levels and the the plumes and. Well, so that was another badass lady that we oh, had on no. our podcast recently. Okay. So, so Megan Megan Mansell, she is the one who she's like a PPE expert. That's okay. So, obviously like her skill set was vital this year too bad nobody important enough listened to her unfortunately um but basically she was sounding the alarm all year from the get-go that um these masks don't work and so anybody that's trying to tell you that they work um they're they're wrong and so not only are they not going to provide benefit like they're actually going to cause harm and i think we're we're seeing you know we're paying attention we see that all playing out but um yeah mm. well mm-hmm. now yeah and i apologize for getting those two mixed up um but no yeah. worries we threw out a ton of episodes recently so. <laughs> yeah i was uh I, well, I was in getting a eye surgery and I'm, I'm talking to this nurse and i'm like 
you know, what's the point on these masks from your take point or from your take? And she's like, oh, you know, this, this, they're so great. And this, and I'm like, yeah, but oh, you're geez. just wearing one of these uh, common masks, you know, that you yeah. can buy at Walmart. And, you know, the nurse is like, well, yeah, they, you know, and I'm like, but I said, if you look at your mask, you know, I said, you're, you got huge gaps on the side. You got a very skinny face and, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, you're just breathing in and out unfiltered air, you know? Yeah. It was that her, her portion of the appointment was over. So Ugh. at that point, I mean, she didn't, she didn't really want to talk about the mask anymore. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a religion, you know, yeah. and so it's, of course she didn't want to talk about it. And that's one of the things that Megan was talking about too, is how doctors don't know, nurses don't know the, you know, why we use these masks. That's not, we have too many things that we have to focus on. That's what people like her are supposed to educate us on, but we weren't allowed to be educated on that mm -hmm. and um really at the end of the day it's like you kind of have to i mean you have a little bit of common sense like you mm -hmm. kind of know how small of that a virus is tiny and that the walmart mask you're getting that barely fits your face isn't going to really do anything at all to prevent <laughs> a virus from getting into your face <laughs> well, well it, it reminded me when this when the whole COVID thing kicked off it reminded me of like 1918 and no I'm not that old but uh, <laughs> uh the 1918 influence uh influenza Spanish flu mm -hmm. when yeah. people were just taking a piece of cloth and putting them on their face because that's what they were telling us to do if you don't have anything a regular piece of cloth will work yeah, that T-shirt, you know, yeah. there, there was those cut and paste or the cut down uh, directions, like, do it yourself. We're in this together, right? Here, yeah. have, make a T-shirt mask. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking 1918, or then the date may be wrong. 1914, I don't even remember what it was. No, it's, it was 1918, it, at okay. least, is, is the most notable year, okay. I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's exactly what I'm thinking over this. And I, I had a buddy, Mark, that I was working with, and he he went home and cut up this this red T-shirt. And, you know, his wife did it for him. And, you know, she sewed all the edges and everything. And I'm, you know, and I'm like looking at these people going, my God. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know. Uh, it's and, like Village of the Damned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, do you guys see the recent, I mean, I don't think you, do you guys watch any commercials or TVs mm -hmm. or I avoid mm -hmm. both. I mean, like, you know, I've got a television that uh, has internet to stream shows. Okay. And so okay. on occasion, I'll get some uh, commercials or if I'm anywhere else, like at a restaurant now, or, you know, I haven't been to the gym in a while, but there's always every channel news on the gym and all that, all it does is just aggravate me. So I avoid it all the time. Oh my gosh. Now, did you, did you? happened by any chance see the australian commercial that just recently came out about mm -hmm. the girl she was probably 21 22 years old uh crappy makeup on and she's hooked up to this this ventilation system uh, you know through her nose like almost like cpap and uh you know she's laying in bed and it's all covered in sweat just <gasps> you know and you know the the commentators on like you know she wishes she could breathe had she only oh, gotten vaccine vaccinated oh my yeah. god yeah. meanwhile that's the reality for so many young people that have been injured by these injections yeah 
Like we've seen the video proof of these people, (laughs) like even recently. So that's honestly like crazy. And no, I hadn't seen that until you mentioned it, but oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. And you know, I, I just, I had, like I said, I had eyes. I hate saying this over and over. I had eye surgery. My, so my eye is like really, really red and really, really messed up looking right now. Right. So I took a close up picture of this and I put it on Twitter and, or no, excuse me, Facebook. And I mm-hmm. said, just had my third injection, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not feeling really great, craving salt water. And my <laughs> eyes look like this. And you know, people were actually commenting on this saying, oh, well, I've, I've never heard of four or three, four vaccinations. Uh, what, what vaccination? Oh we are thinking this is real, you know? And I mean, but they're not, they're not, I had my vaccination and I'm fine. I had a little headache, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. people, it was a joke, you know? And yeah. yeah. Oh, it was they, I, hook, line and sinker for it. Yeah. So. I mean, that's just a, uh quick uh, experiment of um how gullible are people oh yeah yeah well i've, I've been do- yeah i've been doing experiments on facebook and <laughs> with and I, I talked to typo about it and he's mm-hmm. he was uh, actually he he actually disagreed with me so i put up 10 posts total and mm-hmm. the first nine were good things that actually legitimately happened in my life. You know, Hey, I just got a new roof on my house. Woohoo. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, which, yeah. Um, I just got, uh, you know, Hey, wife just bought me a new set of sneakers, you know, blah, blah, blah. Check them out. These are great. You know? Mm-hmm. So the, the whole idea behind it, I was trying to prove to him that people love negativity. Yeah. Mm. And so out of nine out of 10 posts, I did good stuff. And they got a few likes, you know, I got a few comments. I did one negative post and it blew up. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, people were like, oh man, that's a, you know, this is terrible. You know, uh, it just, you know, comments and, and reactions and, and everything like that. And I'm like, people, what was, I'm sorry. What was your negative post? I'm the, sorry. Neg- the negative post was actually yeah. about, about my eye. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, so yeah. I mean, you know, they love it when I mean, uh, Don Henley did a song back in the 80s and it was called Dirty Laundry. Hmm. And, you know, and people love it when uh, people love it when people die, you know, is one of the lyrics in there. And, you know, I That's mean, awful. it's just, yeah, oh, yeah, well, but they do. Yeah. They, they love well, this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that like if you think about it, when we at the height of all of this, like remember how many numbers, like the, the people were so obsessed with like how many people had died or <laughs> yes. the new cases. And it was so like it, it was almost like or like they were having an orgasm mm-hmm. just announcing how many people died. They just wanted you to be so scared. They didn't yeah. want to hear anything else. Like they didn't want to hear nothing hopeful at all. No, I, nothing hopeful. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it is terrible that the, the, the government, the country, the state, whatever Mm -hmm. has, you know, told these people basically, you know, this is, this is your reality now, you know, and people are loving it. I mean, for, for the masses, you know, they, they, they say they're not, you know, oh, you know, we wanted Donald Trump. We got Biden, you know, okay. Yeah. 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 So what it's politics, you know, but, uh, when they get bad news, you know, the wildfires. And I mean, that's why, that's mm-hmm. why all your corporate news 
always lead with a negative story. Yeah. You know, yeah. they love it. People just eat it up. They, and they'll buy into it every single time, every single time. So yeah, it's, uh, it's scary. And like now uh, you had a guy on and I, I, I told uh, Jesse that I had been listening to podcasts. I wrote down a lot of questions. I left my notebook in my wife's Jeep. And she, <laughs> uh, best laid plans. <laughs> yeah, she is gone. So I'm like at a loss for some names. I'm at a loss for like uh, a whole bunch of questions. But no worries. Uh, uh, there was a guy you had on there about propaganda. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. What What was his name again? Brad Binkley. That's he's it. uh he's the co-host of Propaganda Report with Monica yep. Perez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that one because it was. It's so spot on. I mean, yeah, with his. <laughs> oh, really? I, okay, yeah. I was. Uh, I was really happy listening to that. I, well, happy. I mean, it, entertain. Not entertains the wrong Intrigued? word. Intrigued. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. There so you go. You, you guys use all those big words. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to use a lot of words. Oh man, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was telling. Uh, I was telling typo that. Uh, you know, I was like, man, I said, I don't know about that going on with these girls. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I was like, dude, they're smart. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they're using stuff that is, is beyond me. I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to let them talk. So, and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm definitely not going to try to, if I mansplain, please stop me. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> we, we like mansplaining. We had a whole month of mansplaining. Yeah, we, we celebrate the shit out of that. If I'm allowed to curse. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I was, uh, oh God, who did you guys have on that was giving you guys so much crap about mansplaining? Uh, see, now I might have lost the names. It was just a recent. So, one. uh, um, I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was, I, I was, I mean, I, I was on my way in, into uh, Sparta, Illinois and I'm, I'm dying laughing. So yeah, it was because oh, damn, who was that? There was one um, during our mansplaining March that we had like a ridiculous amount of fun and it was Robbie Bernstein. And so he's a comedian. He yes. has, has in podcast, run your mouth, but he's also best known as a, uh, dave smith's co-host on part of the problem so we had uh, that way too good him. a time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah is he from new york yes okay all right okay yep or yep. like he might be like from connecticut really but like he lives in new york <laughs> okay i i've i've heard some of his stuff i think even biting the bullet had him on i wouldn't point. doubt it he yeah. uh, he he gets around the liberty podcast because i mean he's so friendly and personable and um, actually, what's so cool is he just came to Maryland, and so he's out right now doing a summer porch tour. So it's kind of like low-key, like small hometown venues. And so he wow. came out to this small town in Maryland, and I wasn't in town to make it this year or last year, but this year my um, brother and sister-in-law got to go and see him and meet him. And so, wow. you know, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Maryland kind of scares me now. So Maryland's so bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've I've had I've had trouble with Maryland since the nineties. So. <laughs> uh, I was born in nineteen ninety and yeah, I've uh, had problems with Maryland ever since. I had um I was actually in uh but was interviewed in nineteen ninety uh by the Washington Post. 
Okay. Wow. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, the last name of the girl was Moore, and she was, you know, we were out in the desert, and, you know, we were out there and hadn't seen, like, anybody new in a while. And this, you know, she's pretty girls, you know, so we're like, yeah, you know. She goes, do you mind if I join you guys? And we're like, please, you know. Mm -hmm. And so she sat down and, you know, was talking to us and gathered all this information. And, you know, she, she told us up front who she was, what she did. And so, you know, she was just asking us questions about our lives and stuff like that. Well, it came out in an article, my name, my unit, or well, no, my name, somebody else's unit. And all of these stories, like a sad sack story, you know, in the Gulf War. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. and the most mail i received was from maryland wow yeah oh. Uh, oh yeah oh man um you know women you know older women and uh you know they were like oh you know I'll, don't worry about it you know you, you get out you come home come to maryland i'll take care of you here's my <laughs> here's my oh. pictures and i'm like oh, yikes. <laughs> yikes i mean a lot a lot of mail and uh, you know so i'm yeah, that's half of my day was spent writing back. Look, all this stuff in this story was a lie, you know. And <laughs> I mean, it was it was terrible. Um, but yeah, Maryland always sticks out, you know, as far as you know, people mm -hmm. that yeah, the majority of them were from Maryland. I don't know, I don't understand why, but there's uh, something in the water here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Maryland, we did end up going to Maryland years ago, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I mean, we were at, uh, actually, we stayed in Delaware, Bethany Beach. Oh, I, I don't know if, well, I don't know why that's like, did I know, I, I wonder if I knew this. Like, I've got a family home in um, Bethany Beach, so. Oh, wow. I'm a okay. Bethany Beacher. Wow, I love that place. And then, of course, we, we headed headed down south and, you know, mm -hmm. hung out in Maryland for a little bit. And, I mean, it was, it was man, that whole eastern coast was that was pretty. That was pretty. It's, yeah. So I heard somebody describe it recently as like the state of Maryland is basically like a miniature United States because it literally does have everything. We've got like agriculture and farmland and Nowhereville's. Mm. And then we've got, you know, cities for better and for worse. Um, but really for more for worse, um, <laughs> you know, the cancer of Baltimore and Washington right, right next door. So but yeah, we've got everything though. Beach, uh, mountains, lakes, wow. farmland. Yeah, we, so. we, yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's a place there and it's, it's where King George had actually like left a property marker mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's, it's in Northern Maryland. I don't remember, well, I'd have to look it up, but there's an actual picture. Someday I may dig it up and I've got typo planking on top of this uh, yeah yes <laughs> oh, please yeah. find that oh yes. yeah 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 he was gosh darn he met he must have been 17 at the time and me and him well we were at gettysburg and you know uh -huh. we, were doing, we were doing planks there and yeah uh jefferson memorial we did planks on the stairs and uh, somebody has to yeah that's right eisenhower hotel there in in, in gettysburg and you know, we're, oh, oh, it was just, that's all we did. That entire vacation is planked. So I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, and now Maddie, where are you kind of located at? Well, so Maddie is the Maryland one. So God bless it. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, <it's all> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. Um, uh, 
but Jesse, I'll let her talk, but she's okay. from Tennessee. Well, Jesse, you're from Tennessee as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. From the east side where the mountains are. Oh, uh, the, the pretty side. <laughs> yeah, the good side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Wow. I might wreck through those mountains. Uh, and that's part of what? <laughs> the Appalachian? It's the um, Smoky Mountains. But yeah, it's considered, I guess, part of Appalachia, like that, okay. that area. Okay. Yeah, I was on my way to uh, North Carolina, Jacksonville, North Carolina, and I was driving mm -hmm. by myself. I was probably in the neighborhood of uh, 19, 20 years old and fell asleep and woke up on a grassy hill going down the side of a mountain. Sounds like... Yeah, I was interesting like, night. yeah, I, 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 no wreck, no nothing. I just turned it back and got right back on the interstate and um, heart beating. And yeah, so that was, that was coming out of Tennessee and Tennessee and going right into, uh, yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy. Yep. It's been a long time ago. Holy smokes. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, okay. So how did you two meet? the internet <laughs> really really yep. we met on the internet and uh on fascist book <laughs> on oh okay okay <laughs> good Try, okay yeah trying to find the free spaces on the web um which you know clearly are not facebook especially these days yeah, but but um it brought us together we actually found each other i guess technically in the um early days of the jason stapleton facebook group <laughs> um, yeah. we emigrated out of there and um it was just a little too catty for us to want to oh okay okay but so we ended up you know just hanging out with a bunch of other uh misfits and ended up um kind of like jump we were asked i guess technically like at some point um it branched off like to become a its own podcast this group of uh not rejects but misfits you know misfits right and then um so the idea was kind of um sparked though that like you know we could have our own network and so with all the cool and different and interesting people within our group you know we could probably have a variety of different shows that people might be interested in so we yeah. were both we were both individually asked like hey do you want to be on a podcast and it, you know i jesse I, I i know it was like hey do you want to be on a podcast with jesse i was like all right well that sounds cool <laughs> and, yeah. and and then you were probably similarly like uh do you want to be on a podcast with maddie you're like all right yeah and so we were just like a podcast was born wow wow and I, how long ago was this probably about two years a little two bit years. over yeah. two years now a okay. little, little over two years yep and i mean had you guys done any type of podcasting prior to or nope nope <laughs> wow cool cool uh, well it's working out very well for you uh yeah it's so i mean what how did you what, how do you decide on your topics and stuff like that uh, um i mean like these days like in most of this year honestly we kind of just went guest happy and started booking people that we thought like were interesting or we thought we were saying something important that needed to be said and talked about. Um, so really it's kind of like, you know, what's going on? Who do we see that's voicing an opinion that um, is 
unpopular for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And like, how cool is that person? And let's see if we can talk to him. And so like, and you know, this, of course, like we just said, um, we've been around for two years. And Mm -hmm. so this past year was all mostly like the biggest topic. I still think the biggest topic of our day is this COVID nonsense and nightmare. So, you know, that kind of drove a lot of this past year in particular, but before that, you know, it was always something about like, I think Dave Smith uses this uh, phrase, like, and he comments on how most people have something out of whack, like their outrage meter is out of whack. And so that's something that drives, like pick a topic and their outrage meter is out of Mm -hmm. whack. And so that was something that like, Jesse and I both noticed and kind of felt like we needed an outlet to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Now, uh, unlike the, uh, the Twitter account, it says, you know, voluntary vixens, <laughs> probably Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the story behind that? Well, it just turned into, I mean, I was the only one that was really, you know, using it. So I just changed, oh, <laughs> just okay. added that little thing to it. <laughs> yeah so like if you're yeah so like if you're tweeting back at that it's probably me i see i see okay (laughs) that was yeah and i was wondering about that i was like well maybe she maddie doesn't really get online and do the whole twitter thing and i just don't have the app downloaded on my phone and so i like for you well yeah i'm still on it a decent amount and it's where i get a lot of news and stories and info but um like I had my own account that I kind of use as this semi-anonymous um, fly under the radar, but I'm going to post stuff that uh, I think needs to be talked about. And so, I don't know, like having two accounts on a not app Twitter on my cell phone just wasn't going to work out. And yeah, so it's kind of just me being lazy, but um, I'm glad. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Jesse has the torch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's if I could get off Twitter, I would. I just, it's, I mean, the, the, there are people out there that just lay in wait. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's, it, it's, and I apologize for every male out there. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, because, and I feel so sorry. I talked to my daughter about this. I talked to, you know, whoever. And I'm like, how can you get on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? you know, or whatever, and take a picture, okay, that, you know, probably is a bit suggestive. Ris- yeah, suggest, good one. I was, I was going to say risque, but yeah, suggest is, is perfect. And knowing that within several minutes of this picture going nuts, you're going to end up with all kinds of pictures of all kinds of body parts, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, but, uh, you know, but I mean, and I don't understand, you know, why they, why they do this. I mean, is it, is it why the girls do it or why the guys do it? Well, no, I understand. Well, I don't understand why the guys do it either, but, uh, but uh, the girls, I mean, you know, because they can just get, I, I'm sure a lot of them get flooded with mm-hmm. unsolicited uh, Richards, you know, <laughs> Richards uh, to right. be formal uh, yeah to be formal yeah it's uh you know so I mean it's just like you know really I mean and as a guy you know I mean of course I grew up in the 80s and in the 90s and stuff and you know we didn't have any of this 
So it's, it's still really brand new to me. I mean, but as a guy, I'm like thinking, you know, if I'm going to try to impress a girl, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send her a picture of my junk, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, why? You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, you know, it, I don't know. I don't understand the the concept. I don't understand the the logic behind it. And I, again, I mean, I gotta say, I, I apologize for every male out there, you know, because I'm sure you guys being, you know, podcasters, relatively famous, you guys get out there, you talk <laughs> to a lot of people, you know, and, you know, so I'm, and plus you have Vixen in your name as well, that is you know, true. which is That's, suggestive, yeah. you know, and but, but, yeah. Our name is more suggestive than either of us actually are. I like, know. <laughs> I was like, as you say all that, like Craig, there is no reason for you to apologize for any male like oh. that has ever like other than like guys being assholes generally. And actually, Jesse, I'll let you comment on um, the recent activity in our comments section. And it's not about dick pics, you know, because Jesse and I also don't post it. Like we kind of keep our faces secret um, right, you know, right. We're, both, we're both in industries where our identities would be um you know we're not government clearance uh, thank god uh, you know we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves if we were um, <laughs> but but you know we don't like to go showing off who we are and right. we absolutely would never be the liberty types that um like to show a little bit more than what they probably should and yeah. are honestly in my opinion opinion begging for attention so you know okay. jesse and i don't have time or need that so we don't do that okay all right and that makes a lot of sense and uh, you kind of covered a little bit of a topic uh you know that, that i was going to ask about you know what is it with <laughs> libertarian women anyway you know and good yeah, question yeah i got it I, <laughs> typos like oh you know yeah you join this and do this and you know these are libertarian people they'll be able to explain so i start getting a lot of follows uh-huh. and i'm like okay well you know i'll be nice i'll follow back i'll follow back i'll follow back yeah you know mm-hmm. and uh you know so i'm getting these these uh what are they called fleets yeah you know and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, okay, haha, that's funny. That's a good meme. Okay. Oh my God. Hello. You know, and I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, these, uh, the liber, libertities, I guess is what you guys call them. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, it is a good marketing, I guess. I suppose. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> there's not many women. So, you know, you're guaranteed a ton of attention. Oh, Tons wow. of attention. Okay. <laughs> What, what's the worst thing that you guys have actually, I mean, because I, I know you guys have at least had to had, you know, several thousand issues anyway with this. Well, we don't typically like show our faces anywhere right. yeah. or our bodies really, unless mm-hmm. we're like, like showing off a shirt or something, which is not form fitting or anything okay. like that. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, so we really are lucked out. We don't get a whole lot of that. Yeah. Um, really? We, yeah. Uh, we don't, we don't we're very lucky. It, you know? We do get a lot of guys in our DMs. Like in the very beginning, it would be like, hey, like here's this, here's my essay on praxeology. If you want to <laughs> read it. 
yeah it would be stuff like that and it would be amazing like it was like really? literally the best thing yeah honestly we have, <laughs> we have great get. conversations with people who slide into our dms <laughs> yeah we're lucky like we get like the nerdy guys because we're nerdy we like yeah. that okay <laughs> i wouldn't have guessed that um, yeah i mean because i mean you can okay because i did creep your guys' stuff um you know but i mean you can't i, I think one of you has a picture of a boat me there. that's me okay yeah. all right and i mean you know now that uh, you know you know yeah. you see my you see my legs they're nice and tan okay <laughs> and okay I, I always i always think it is a little funny that like anybody who does follow me perhaps for my legs um you know they might be disappointed unless they are of the libertarian liberty or even somewhere on the right persuasion they might be disappointed by the content because one i don't show tits and then two i've got the unpopular opinions i do and i hate the state so oh well uh, <laughs> i don't me personally i don't think that's an unpopular opinion and i wish more people would wake up and you know attribute mm -hmm. to the to that unpopular opinion if you will yeah. Because, I mean, it's, but uh, yeah, it just, I, I was actually surprised when you guys said, oh, well, we don't really get a lot of that, you know, and it's like, okay, right. So yeah, we yeah. really, we really don't. Okay. And or that's, that's if we awesome. do, it's, if we do, it's like on occasion and we ignore that kind of thing, honestly, it's like, nah, okay. okay, this, you're funny. Nope. Uh, so you, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't like respond like you sick yeah. fuck, you know? Nah. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. why on earth would i want yeah. to see that you know, <laughs> you know? Or, yeah. okay all right no, yeah that's the time yeah and then well i mean and now tyler or excuse me typo and, and luke you know both mm -hmm. had a theory that you know they would have like these libertarian women you know show you know whatever uh -huh. and, which would attract more guys to the libertarian party you know, uh, so that's, that's, I would, I guess a marketing scheme, I guess, mm. but uh, yeah, it was, it was one of their theories that they were going to attempt, I guess. They so. should still consider pursuing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> so I told them I was going to create an OnlyFans page and, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd recruit from there, you know, <laughs> typos like, don't, please don't. <laughs> but yeah, it, now, I did. I did do an interview with uh, with uh, uh, Anarcho Fairy. I think she's been deleted from Twitter. Oh man! Yeah, but she was an OnlyFans uh, really model, if you will. Yeah, and uh, she was she was interesting, and it, it really kind of through the whole interview as as we go through and everything, it really kind of turned into something. It was like you know, okay, I get that now. You know, that is because. A lot of people out there don't have somebody to talk to, you know, it's mm -hmm. true. And, you know, now she gets paid to talk and, and do whatever, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it seems like it would be a necessary service. I mean, just for people just to, especially during the COVID oh, era, yeah. you know, yeah. when you, when you couldn't, you know, go out and see people and, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it was really super interesting. And, you know, I mean, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, you know, it's, but now she had some, she had some stories. Um, I'm sure. You know, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I have now, she is one person I have not. Now, do you like on your guest 
you know, that you have, do you ever co go back and say, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Anything new? Uh, um, yeah. We okay. like to generally keep in touch with people, you know, it, it kind of sometimes depends on how busy or how probably flooded their inboxes are, mm -hmm. you know, like we don't really get to catch up with Maj Torre often, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's crazy busy, but I mean, the fact that we were able to have him on for, um, my unsplained March was astounding. <laughs> like I'm still blown away sometimes about like how cool some of the guests we've had on this year are. But um, yeah, I mean, we consider like we consider this, and I think Jesse would agree with me. Like, it's like a place for people to find like binds and hang out and have the conversations where we'd like to have them in real life with the real people around us. But more often than not, like those people don't exist here or they're not local to us. Like we've had to find each other from miles apart and miles in between, you know, across, across the country, across the world. And just to kind of try and find people who um, cared about the things we did. Wow. Yeah. Now that, yeah. And now I try, I try to keep in touch, but I, I, I never really consider, because I think you guys are probably, I'm trying to think, well, car, car's pretty, pretty famous too. So um <laughs> he cracks me up car is so funny oh my gosh yes and uh, <laughs> other than other than car i think you guys are probably you guys are probably the most famous people i've had um so i don't really worry about people's inboxes you know so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I, as a matter of fact i did just get in touch with uh, mike lassiter i don't know if you guys had a chance to... his name sounds familiar why do i know that name uh i had an interview with him uh, he is the St. Louis president of the Proud Boys. Oh, in yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, which was an eye-opener for me as well. Um, but he, I, I hadn't talked to him for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, shit, he's in jail, you know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking he went to D.C. and he's, he's locked up. And I'm like, damn. Like and, a J6 lockup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, I you know, and but he he kept saying that they're not racist, they don't, you know, they're utilize not. violence as as much as what the the press is saying, and um, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay, and then of course then DC happened, and mm. you know he was gone. Well, he just got in touch with me, and he's like, hey, I am so sorry, you know. He goes, actually, I've been a little busy, mm. and uh, he goes you know, my wife is having a baby, you know, this is going on. And I'm like, holy smokes. So I'm going to try to get him back on and do a follow-up, a post, yeah. post DC proud boys, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, it, it, I was just wondering, cause I didn't know if that was creepy. If people were like, you know, if I would like to talk to, you know, like this Alan or uh, Mark or whoever and, you know, go back and say, hey, how's things going, you know, and they're like, dude, I've already done your podcast, leave me alone, you know, <laughs> so, but. Uh, I mean, some people might be like that, but, you know, we're absolutely not like that. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are into the Libertarian Party. I mean, do you consider yourself Libertarians or Voluntarist or, and that's not right, Um you know, anarchist, uh, what, what do you guys actually, do you guys actually classify yourself as anything or the genre of your, your podcast? Do you, do you classify that as anything or? 
Like if, uh, say, like my mom wanted to listen to your podcast. She's my only listener. Um, but if, if she Hi, mom. Wanted, yeah, <laughs> if you if she wanted to listen to your podcast, you know, what would you say that your podcast is, you know, geared towards? Um, I, I would just say like, well, I think we just chose to kind of, well, I don't know about Maddie, but I just kind of choose to describe myself as a voluntarist just because the word anarchy has so many negative connotations to people who are not in within this movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, I think a libertarian is also kind of had a, a negative connotation too. just, you know, thanks to Gary Johnson's <laughs> presidential run and 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 also just joe jorgensen just being like nobody knew who she was really during the last election so libertarians kind of aren't seen as really anything important right but when you call yourself a voluntarist it kind of um it creates a scenario where people have to kind of ask you a little bit more about what that is and then you kind of have more of a dialogue with them about what you believe in the philosophy of it okay that's true i think that's a that makes a lot of sense and i and i would agree with jesse too like you know we've kind of have probably dabbled with labels and i think labels don't really work so well but if we were to pick a label it would be voluntarist because you know that i think is the primary concern like we should not force people to do what they do not want to do. I mean, you know, there's certain, I don't have kids and you, you both obviously do. And so there's certain, there's certain structures or um, relationships in our lives where there might be some justification to enact uh, force isn't even the right word, but you know, like there's an appropriate authority figure that can tell you what you need to do and what you have to do. And you're supposed to follow those rules. And um, so, but like generally like between and kind of back to like, even I was thinking about it when uh, you were talking about your um, OnlyFans uh, interview (laughs) with uh, Anarcho Fairy. It's like, if we're, we're adults and we should all do things that are consensual and cooperative because if given the freedom and opportunity to make our decisions for ourselves and, you know, with the understanding that other individual adults also have that choice it makes the most sense for us to do things in a cooperative uh and peaceful way it it is ultimately in somebody's self and own interests to do something right and positive and have it come back to them in a positive way like you know somebody might go rob a bank that I mean, mm-hmm. only negative other than maybe the positive of maybe they made it through that whole endeavor and maybe they were able to obtain a large sum of money. But really, I mean, like it's completely acting against their own self-interest, really, if you think about it, because it all of a sudden makes them a criminal in their community, like no matter what the structure there is. Mm-hmm. And like they can't live a normal life after that. You know, even if they get away, they are on the run. They're fugitives. So even something as selfish as like and doing something wrong, right? Like robbing a bank or killing somebody, it's not actually in their own self-interest. And so people just kind of don't understand that very much. So like Jesse said, though, like if somebody, if we are to call ourselves voluntarists, it's not a label that somebody's already heard of and has already formulated an opinion or has 
or has like the MSNBC opinion about it already, right? <laughs> right. So we're, we're able to actually have that conversation and a dialogue and discuss like, you know, how we got this way and, you know, why we believe what we do. Okay. All right. And fair. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and Tyler, Tyler keeps calling me a conservative. Or typo. <laughs> God bless it. Typo <laughs> keeps calling me a conservative and, you know, and I'm not. Um, you know, and I told him, I said, uh, you know, look, dude, I said, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be boxed into any term. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I I think in the last six months, maybe, well, let's see, I've been doing podcasts since, I don't know, maybe September, October timeframe last year. And, uh, I think at that timeframe, it's, it's really changed for me i can back, imagine yeah yeah back then i mean yeah probably 90 percent conservative um now uh probably 10 percent conservative you know 20 percent uh anarchist you know 30 percent libertarian you know just blah blah just a, like a whole mix of things mm-hmm. because i do see i do see a lot of good stuff in in all of that but I also see that there, there could be some issues and like uh, me and Carr discussed, um, you know, copyright law, you know, mm-hmm. if you, okay. Cause okay. Here's, here's an inside story. Mm-hmm. I did a podcast. It was called major Biden interview with major Biden. Okay. Which probably was the stupidest podcast I've ever done in my life. And it killed, I lost like three hours of my life doing it. um but it was meant as a complete and total joke you know nothing more and it was where i interviewed major biden you know president biden's dog Mm -hmm. and (laughs) oh that took me a minute to connect all the dots there so now it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) well you know this was back in like uh i'm gonna say april march Mm -hmm. sometime frame i don't remember before he died and before they kicked him out of the white house uh probably yeah yeah and (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll go with that no um he um anyway so i did this and i I put it out there i got like you know no views i mean a few but i mean it was just it was so low it was just like an embarrassment and uh but anyway joe rogan okay which Mm -hmm. i'm sure he was one of the listeners to that podcast (laughs) um he actually had did somebody had done where he's interviewing his dog on on his podcast two months later Hmm. you know so coincidence absolutely you know and i'm like you know but i'm thinking copyright you know what about copyright laws you know and with the libertarian movement and you know even the anarchist movement where does this fall at in copyright law and i put up threw up something on twitter a while ago about it and i I put a picture of vanilla ice up there and you know it was like you know people were just like you know that's stupid not really because you know i mean he did rip off queen's song and you know so yeah where do you guys where do you guys think of like intellectual property like your podcast well gosh (laughs) yeah I, this is like, this is the weeds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the libertarian weeds. And um, right. 
I would say I'm not the person to explain it and I am I I can't defend and I don't really defend or believe in intellectual property. You do um, not believe in it. Okay. No. Well, that, that, I'm not asking for like a, a legal, you know, standpoint yeah. on it. I just, you know, what do you think? You know, what do you think about about intellectual property and copyright laws? I I mean, I think so. Okay, the example you gave, maybe about like Vanilla Ice, he ripped off um, Queen, right. and okay, that's true. Like, but cre Queen created something wonderful for the world, put mm -hmm. it out there, and everybody, whether you know it or not, people, everybody has benefited from that awesome Queen song and from Queen generally because they're the best. Yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. <laughs> but there are no arguments there. But um you know, Vanilla Ice, while not being entirely original, he did take it and made it something of his own. And if enough people, you know, bought onto it and got caught up in it, and I mean, you know, Queen made their money. And so, okay, maybe like some devil, devil's advocate or maybe even like a more left-leaning person is like, mm -hmm. well, that person, like, you know, like, what if it was not Queen? What if it was... um a minority handicapped disabled person trans right who like is is like nobody they're they're not big they're not able to um you know sell out to concerts around the world like they're not millionaires they're not rich people so like if somebody like that was disaffected by somebody like vanilla ice who you know maybe ran into them in a hotel or something and stole their idea Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, maybe there's like, I think maybe there could be some kind of um, lawsuit and ramification and maybe it is resolved as simple as, you know, well, here's a little bit of a benefit for you. You know, I'm sorry. And it gets acknowledged, but I don't know. I mean, it's just like a really hard thing to justify considering there's, um, you know, not a ton of absolutely purely 100% organically original thought or material or ideas. I mean, like, what if um, the Mayans decided to copyright sue the Egyptians for for both being pyramids? Okay. Like, I, I, like, and that's just an example that's coming to the top of my head. And, and, and <laughs> wow. people, people can probably like pick a ton of holes in this. Like, again, I'm not the person to defend it at all. But so the idea just came to me because I was listening to this crazy, awesome, like geomancy subject podcast. Um, hmm. The Higher Side Chats uh, has some crazy, awesome, good guests and topics. But so, you know, there's something to be said for like similar ideas sprouting up organically from completely unrelated sources, right? And so like Egypt, the ancient Egyptians did not hang out with the ancient Mayans. They didn't ever communicate or as far as we know, right? Or like if they did, dear Lord, like we've got plenty to learn. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so they both ended up creating these pyramid type and pyramid looking, um, shrines and structures right. yes exactly and it's like i mean it's interesting i think it's like an interesting thought experiment and mental exercise to think about all this but like there's just so much that 
people come up with on their own. Um, and maybe they were inspired by something similar, like maybe they, both those societies were inspired by what they saw in the stars. And so <laughs> well, like, we can, we can relate that to modern day and I'm sorry, I'm getting like totally. No, out no, no. There, that's but... awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> no, that's, this is great. I'm, I was just, I was just thinking, holy shit, we have gone down a rabbit hole. This I, is, I'm yeah, telling you. <laughs> this is, this is awesome. Yeah. But uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I mean, like, I don't know. It's kind of like how I don't really think there's firm standing um, or like a firm place to stand okay. and defend copyright. I, I, it's more, it's something that's like, you know, or like the idea of intellectual property. So if somebody copyrights a book, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, I think there might be a difference there. So if it's something like that's literally been labored into words, time, effort, it's printed, it exists, like, you know, I can't go ahead and type up and try to publish um, Ray Bradbury's uh, Fahrenheit, uh, <laughs> whatever, I'm saying that because it's on my coffee table right now. Uh -huh. But uh, 451 but like so you know i can't go and call that my own and put my name on it and make it seem like i came up with it you know well, like, I, so i don't know i think there may be some like more tangible things that are defendable but i think a lot of it isn't and can't be well and the reason the reason i i asked you guys this was uh, just basically uh, I had put up on Twitter about that. And then I asked Carr about it and, you know, I mean, he was very adamant about, no, you cannot have copyright law. You can't, you can intellectual property is not an as you don't have ownership on property or intellectual property. Sorry. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was very adamant about that. And, and I, it seems like you guys are too. I mean, as far as, you know, the, like now you, you could, you could just, recopy uh fahrenheit 451 and try to pass it off as your own but i think without regards to any type of like legal ramifications or anything like that i think i think you would you would fall into the category of you know a plagiarist and mm -hmm. people people mm -hmm. eventually would be like you know what she just copied this crap off of ray bradbury Mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously did it before so you know we're not going to support her and you may have the next you know you know martian chronicles you know in it you know that you're going to write and yep. you know but now because you've done this with fahrenheit 451 people my reputation is crap right, right right yeah right. yeah i mean the only thing i can really add to this is just that the the problem with the intellectual property thing is like how it's enforced and the mm -hmm. laws that are surrounding it i think um it seems like the people that that don't benefit from it are the people that um i mean that yeah i mean it's just like the regular you know joes we don't benefit from it but i see all the time like when I mean, you're talking about like like record producers and stuff like that they they love intellectual property because then mm -hmm. they can um they can have artists sign away all of their rights to their music and their yep. lyrics and they can make all the money off of it. So really mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like how is, or how are these laws really helping people? How is it benefiting anything? And it does kind of keep people from mm -hmm. uh, like the regular person from just 
coming up and creating something and making money off of it because these record producers make it almost impossible for anybody to enter into that realm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, that's that's like, actually, Jesse, that's, a, I think, a great point. And it basically is showing uh, how much of a protectionist um, system it is. And so thinking about, um, like, this is, goes back to, like, our chat with uh, Dr. Mary Ruart, but, like, basically, you know, Jesse, you just made me think of, um, like, patents on pharmaceutical oh, yeah. drugs, right? Like, who's who's benefiting from, like, the patent laws existing that are keeping the generic um, smaller drug companies from making something that should be super cheap, readily available. It's, like, the easiest formula in the world, right? Like, but, you know, because this bigger super pharma company has the patent on this like it's a molecule you know like any name a, um name a drug they're they're molecules so like they're they're substances like with um with a formula that somebody could recreate and make and you know if they're able to make it if another company is able to make it cheaper and you know more efficiently or anything like that that would benefit people mankind i mean they're not those companies aren't allowed to do so because somebody bigger holds a patent wow <laughs> yeah you guys holy smokes okay that yeah you guys awesome ideas and i i never even had thought about you know the artists not really mm -hmm. ever they don't really make any money truly i mean when you think about it just i mean you know they do make money but i mean not like the producers do and the managers do and you know the the people that sign their contracts do mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. wow yeah because uh well like okay uh there's a show well before your times um let's see it was called star search okay and mm -hmm. it, the person behind this was ed mcmahon from johnny carson mm -hmm. and anybody that even came on his show had to sign a contract with him. Hmm. So every time anybody like rat. Okay. Yeah. Ed McMahon owned rat. Um, Ed McMahon, anybody on star search, anybody that went through star search, Ed McMahon gets paid every time their song is played. Mm. And, oh, you know, man. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, and I never realized that until, until later on in life. And it was like, Holy smokes. You know, that man was a genius <laughs> because all he had to do is sit around and talk to, listen to Johnny and <laughs> laugh. And that was it, you know, and he was making millions, you know, and that, that's, that is a really damn good argument against copyright law or mm -hmm. intellectual property. Holy smokes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, jumping, jumping into the next rabbit hole, you had mentioned about the pyramids <laughs> and the uh mayan pyramids and the egyptian pyramids and you know like the the pyramids in la uh the pyramids mm -hmm. in alaska and japan and the one in the sea of japan so uh, do you subscribe to an ancient alien theory <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i wish i did <laughs> i hear you i hear you uh, I, I think i had i think i had every single one of those things recorded <laughs> at one time i love that it's i don't know isn't there sort of like isn't I, I i'm not familiar with carl Jung exactly but doesn't he have like this theory that we're all kind of like we all kind of have like a similar similar like like the human 
we're like in a grid and all of our ideas kind of come from the same place and we all kind of share like the shared well there's there's history yeah. or memory um actually yes uh, i don't know if it's if it's if it's a carl young or exactly who but they actually said that uh oh boy oh we're getting really deep now um yeah we are <laughs> yeah uh that everything of course we're made up of everything is made up of the same stuff period mm -hmm. we all mm -hmm. know that that's that's pretty much fact yeah um so when one piece it has like a, a doppelganger doppelganger effect and i can't say those big words um but like it, it doesn't matter how far away it is or anything there's there's connection between like two atoms so mm -hmm. anytime these two atoms are adjusted or, or moved or anything like that the other atom has to have an equal reaction mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so when you get into like like shared memory and and oh man yeah it very it's very possible i guess in, in i think it's called theory. collective conscious or something yes. like that yeah, yeah 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 there's been a lot of experiments with that too holy yeah. smokes yeah um for example, collective consciousness, uh, if you have like a big jar of marbles and you say, okay, I'm going to give a thousand dollars to the person that gets the closest. Okay. So you have all mm -hmm. these people put in numbers. Now, if you take all those numbers and put them in together and average them out, okay, you're going to have probably have the exact number of marbles in that jar. Wow. Uh, due to the fact that, that people... You're, you're always going to have one at once into the spectrum and at the other. And, you know, it's, it's all going to balance out there. Man, I can't remember who did that experiment. They did it with the um, weight of a cow. And it was, it was really popular back in, I guess, uh, maybe 1920s mm -hmm. and at fairs and stuff like that. And they, they figured that if people were to put in weight numbers and, majority of the people that were guessing would know an approximate you know on it so it would it would narrow it down and average it out the average number of all those entries was the exact weight every single time that's uh, crazy yeah so I, I did uh did a little work with stocks and uh market predictions and stuff like that and collective consciousness has a lot to do with that stuff uh it's it gets really into some deep weird stuff but uh yeah it actually collective consciousness and and people actually affect the stock markets and the stock markets are not controlled by news they are actually controlled the news is controlled by stock markets i know that sounds really backwards but like uh 9 11 when that occurred mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the stock market was already dropping prior to this um prior to the towers being hit interesting wow. yeah and so you know of course in that you get conspiracy theories coming out saying that oh my god you know the the people the powers to be the ones with all the money mm -hmm. knew about this and they were getting out of the market you know mm -hmm. but it's a it's a collective consciousness so collectively we can produce predict the future that is basically really basic on how this works and stuff i tried teaching it to typo and he just looked at me like, oh, <laughs> stupid <laughs> uh, typo. yeah yeah but uh, 
Tell you what, how long have we actually been talking here? I don't have my timer on or anything. A little so, over an hour. Uh, oh, which, my goodness. Which, which is about right for when we're like dialing into yeah, aliens yeah. and yes. and I mean, it's usually about that time. Man, I'm not, I'm not even smoking anything right now. <laughs> Yeah, I've, uh, I did. Oh, I've some CBD I've taken, so I'm. Oh, oh there you go, there you go. Yeah, I'm drinking some absinthe, so maybe that's. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> I have never drank that. Is that is that any good? Yeah, it's really. Well, if you, it's got, um, it's kind of a little bit of a licorice flavor, so that may be a deterrent for some people. Okay. Yeah, I would like that. I, I like I like an the what is that anise? Mm -hmm. Anise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that flavor. The black licorice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's got like a minty anise flavor to it. Your hmm. breath kind of, you don't have to worry about having bad breath at the, after you drink a glass. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew some people that needed that then. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we had a guy down at Panama. We used to run PT at like five o'clock in the morning and we called him dragon breath because he was out drinking all night and oh. wow, you know, Jeez. Yeah, you never wanted Yikes. to run run behind him. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> now I've seen, have you seen uh, Moulin Rouge? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Okay. That's Nicole Kidman and Nicole, the musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Star Wars. And, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that movie. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, they had a big thing of, on the absinthe, absinthe in there and uh you know probably the, something i didn't pick up on like when i was younger and watched that oh really oh wow yeah, yeah it was uh the green bottle and uh the yeah. green the green fairy yeah all those yeah. references were to to the bohemian ab absent yeah. now is this the the same stuff that was uh that you know had such like a uh hallucinogenic effect um, this particular one is not, it doesn't okay. have any wormwood in it, but, it um, the other ones that I've have, have some wormwood in it, but the, from what I understand, like you have to really go to, like, you're gonna have to go to France or go to Hungary or Poland or something like that and really get the real stuff there. Cause the worm, cause wormwood, there's many different kinds of wormwood. Mm -hmm. So the, the, particular type that they use there is probably more hallucinogenic but i i think that they probably hyped it up a little bit more than it really was oh okay okay <laughs> so i don't think it was as hallucinogenic as they said it was um but back then also you could get cocaine and, and heroin right or, you know you could just get that at the corner store so Oh, and yeah. another thing that they like to do back in the day is they like to pour a little bit of laudanum in the absinthe and it would kind of give it a little extra kick. Well, so, well, what is that? It's wow. like a form of more of heroin. Really? It's, like a liquid, it's yeah, it just kind of relaxes you. Wow. Okay. Uh, anything I've like never done that. Oh. So I don't know. <laughs> anything like fentanyl? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I tell you what, I, that, that fentanyl, I had surgery on my foot and they hit me with that. And it was like, you know, okay, guys, first of all, where can I get this and how much does it cost? Because <laughs> that stuff relaxes you. I mean, it's, 
it's just like this instant rush of, you know, euphoria. And I mean, it was, I was, I was actually really shocked. And I, now I understand, cause I never could understand like, you know, like, uh, you know, you hear about Prince and Michael Jackson and, you know, mm-hmm. whoever, Diana Ross or not Diana Ross, uh, Whitney Houston, you know, they were all, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I never could understand what's so big about it, but I understand the attraction to it. Now, with that being said, so are you guys pro legalization of everything? Yeah. As far as the drugs go, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, which would be a culling of the herd, so to speak. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> to, to some well, degree, it would be. It would be. Yeah, but we have so much information now. Like we have more information now than than they did back then in the eight, late eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. When they were, when um, people were just, you know, picking stuff out of the, you know, when Freud was just doing cocaine every day. Right. Um, they didn't know what all these drugs did, but we have the information now. And I think that more people, I think we, we forget that adults know how to read and we know how to do research and we can think for ourselves. And sure, we're, you're going to have some people that um, are going to abuse drugs and become addicted, but maybe instead of addressing it from a legal side, maybe we need to look at it from a medical point of view, which is a point of view that in America, we just haven't done. And we treat these addicts like they're criminals when they're really struggling with something you know, that they can't c- control anymore. They need to be seen with some compassion and and they really need to have it looked at through a medical lens than just being locked up. Wow. Okay. Uh, and thank you for not saying it's a disease. Um, you know, the, the addiction, I, I, I personally don't believe it's a disease. I think it's, it's a, it's a series of wrong choices. And I mean, it's an addiction. It's not a disease. It's a condition, you know, um, well, technically speaking, it is a disease because the word disease literally means not at ease. Really? So yes, yeah. disease or a disorder, not in order. So you are, um, I think yeah. a lot of people think like, <laughs> oh, it, like when they think of disease, oh, it's a, it's a problem that naturally occurs within their body. They didn't choose it, but right. we, but I think what's happened in a lot of these people, there is like, I do believe that they made a choice at some point, but then after a certain point, it's no longer a choice. And so it really doesn't do any good to their mind once you have an addiction and i've noticed this with addicts is like once that once the chemical is in the body and it has made its changes to the body there's no amount of logic that you can use to talk them out of it so therapy can only go so far um and so until that drug is out of their system and until they have learned ways to deal because once you start it becomes a coping mechanism once the drug is out of your system, your coping mechanism is gone and you're like a child all over again. You don't know how to deal with anything stressful. You don't know how to deal with anything remotely depressing. So you have to relearn how to do all those things over again. It's like you've been in a car accident mm-hmm. and you're having to relearn how to be emotionally stable again. So, 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 like, so like nicotine, you would consider like cigarettes i mean that's mm-hmm. that's an that's an addiction um so but i mean with because i mean i i'm telling you when when i was 
younger, uh, smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. I mean, I would literally, I was like a crackhead. I mean, I would, I would go through my, go through my vehicle looking for that, you know, oh, there's a half smoking, you know, cigarette, mm. but uh, me and a buddy of mine down in, in Camp Lejeune, you know, we would say, we would scrounge pennies. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, hey man, uh, you know, hey, can we borrow 10 cents? You know, we're 10 cents short for a carton of cigarettes, you know, I mean, it was, it was that bad, you know, and so, but I quit. I mean, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't take any therapy or anything like that. I just, uh, it, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just figured out, look, if you don't buy any, you can't smoke it. If you can't mm -hmm. smoke it, you're no longer addicted. And I mean, it's, it's worked for a, a lot of years, you know. I would say though, nicotine is probably one of the most addictive drugs. I, you know, I know wow. I myself used to smoke it. I'm, I have relapsed before and had mm -hmm. to go back and quit the most like the most effective thing for me to quit was just going cold turkey right all the other things didn't seem to help but you know when you're i i guess when you're talking about somebody who's like trying to kick like for example like the most dangerous drug to really go cold turkey on is alcohol because you can have seizures and die seen, from yep, that yep seen that yeah so um or and i've seen people withdraw from uh I, I like another medicine that I wish that we didn't give so much of, um, which Jordan Peterson has learned from heart experiences, um, benzodiazepines. Those are also awful to try to kick. If wow. you try to take, you know, take yourself off of those, you can have seizures as well. And it can really throw you out. Like you just, you don't know what's going on. I've seen people come in to the ER like that. So, um, Every drug affects your body differently. It affects mm -hmm. your nervous system differently. Okay. So you, that's why I say you have to kind of look at it from a medical point of view, because, you know, some drugs affect certain parts of the brain differently and, or the body differently. And uh, if you are just simply looking at it from like, well, you just made a poor decision and you should just go to jail, you are missing a huge a huge link into the process of trying to help somebody get off drugs. Okay. Well, I, um, damn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, well, and that's, that's a system that I came from was, was the prison system. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was, so you, you know, probably know that in, in prison, you can still get drugs. You can, you can. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. It, it depends on, you know, and it, a lot of, a lot of the drugs that they would get in were, probably lower grade drugs because you know the people on the outside bringing them in you know would would just you know they would either cut them themselves yeah. um we've had we had used to have uh man back in the day we had a lot of a lot of uh heroin overdoses mm -hmm. um but because they were just they they were just you know shooting up shit I mean, it yeah. was, it was junk stuff that they were shooting up. Yeah. And so they thought, oh, well, I'm used to so much, yep. you know, and then that one time they get some really good grade stuff and it's like, oh, sorry, you're, you're done. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's the unfortunate side of it. Yeah. But uh, no, I, and I appreciate, I mean, because I've never really considered addiction as a disease. Um, and now, 
you know, on, on just about every podcast, I, I learned something new. So, but uh, yeah, that's going to change some of my thoughts. Damn. Okay. <laughs> but, to be uh, fair, to be fair, Craig, I think huh? like I I get what you're saying and where you're coming from too, though. Like I think um the way Jesse had to put it into perspective, like it is technically what is causing and driving somebody to be addicted and to continue use and abuse of drugs, um you know any kind. Like it is a result of dis-ease, like you just said, Jesse. Like you broke down, and um. I mean, that opens my eyes in some ways too, which is pretty cool and interesting, obviously. But I think like the way you might be coming about it, Craig, which I kind of think is BS, like despite Jesse's really eloquent explanation, obviously, but like, you know, the way the CDC calls like obesity a disease, like honestly, like unless you've got like a thyroid issue, obese in that way, you know, like it's not a disease. And so addiction, like maybe you have schizophrenia and like, that's a clinical disorder. And so because of your schizophrenia, you've become addicted, addicted to drugs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think there so, is some maybe distinction. Um, okay. Now it just back, like, like with the obesity thing, because, you know, I don't, I don't look at that as being a disease. Um, yeah. I don't uh, and, and, you know, I'm, you know, three years now I've been inactive as far as my, my leg goes. So I put on, Oh my gosh. Oh boy. 40 pounds. And, uh, in the last three years. So I'm, I'm like, you know, uh, Michael Myers, uh, fat bastard character right now. And, no. but well, yeah, <laughs> I feel like, no. it. but I mean, the, what you said is important though. That's what you feel like. And yeah. unfortunately that I, that's, that's real. Like <laughs> that's hard but, to, combat but i mean now you know food i mean i enjoy food mm-hmm. i mean uh yeah i mean it's just uh you know and if i get bored i eat mm-hmm. you know and i mean and i don't I'm, I'm supposed to eat healthy you know but i i don't i mean it's i just have uh i yeah i like food you know yeah yeah so <laughs> it takes a lot of conscious effort yeah you know, and um self-control and discipline and the understanding that nobody's going to quit drugs drug use for you like nobody's go- like right. a patch usually doesn't work I, like i don't i'm not i was never addicted to nicotine or, or smoke so like i don't know what that that draw and that call is like and and i think you know what besides like it just not being appealing to me personally like mm-hmm. my grandfather had what must have been actually like COPD. We just knew of it as emphysema, but like we knew he was a bad, 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 bad smoker in his day. And so Mm. we saw him, our entire childhood of him still being with us was him like, or at least from that we remember was him pushing around an oxygen tank. Oh So like, you know, having, having the knowledge, like Jesse said, we all have, we all have um, the capacity to learn and see and understand and whether it's like an example like that in your actual life or you know whether the, you're reading it in a book or a news article or something like it, it does you have to be looking and willing and wanting to hear the answers and the truth and um and be willing to make a change you know mm-hmm. you have you have to not want to smoke more than you want to smoke mm-hmm. yeah but i mean how do you apply that to eating you know, you have to not want to eat. You know, you have to want to eat 
less or you have oh. to want to, <laughs> I, I mean, or you have to want to feel better about right. like, I, I mean, I put on weight this past year because my gym was closed and all the muscle that I had built and worked so hard to feed and build and, and, and shape, like yeah. all that muscle kind of went away. And so like, because I have less muscle in my body right now, it like reverts to fat basically. Yep. So I have to really, really discipline myself. Like I've got a coworker who every day basically texts me and she's like, you know, do you, do you want Chick-fil-A? I'm ordering it. Like, do you oh, want um, five guys? Like, I'll get you a side of fries if you want. I'm like, no, I do not want these things because what I want more, even though, the, even though five guys fries are the best. Oh yeah, no doubt. What, what I want more is to look good, to feel healthy, to feel happy and comfortable in my body and my skin. So like, if you have to like want something more than what you're giving yourself temporarily, I guess, as like a fix. Wow. Wow. And I, th okay. and I think it really is just comes down to moderation. Like you just have to be, learn how to moderate. Mm -hmm. Like one of the, the saddest things that I think about, because I've worked in a lot of different areas of of um, in nursing and hospice being one, like um, one of the things I was thinking is that like, there's so many medications that we could be giving our patients that are dying, for example, that are suffering from cancer. They're not going to get better. So our goal is to just make them comfortable but we can't in Tennessee, we can't just let them have weed, for example, as a medication. Like they probably do some of them to partake, but we can't give that to them as a medical professional. And then, you know, another thing that, that we do give patients is morphine. And because morphine has such a bad name, we have a lot of patients that don't want to take it. And so they, um, they sit there in pain and they can't breathe because they are so afraid of taking the morphine. They think they're going to overdose on it and die. Well, what it doesn't, the, uh, doesn't, if they're like, um, having breathing issues anyway, wouldn't the morphine, doesn't that depress respiratory effects? I mean, well, that's one of the things about medicine. It's very like in the medicine in general is that it, it has very many different ways that it works. And morphine is actually like when we have a patient's having a heart attack, mm -hmm. we'll give them, the first thing we'll give them is an aspirin and then we'll give them some IV morphine if we can, because oh, wow. morphine really is a great vasodilator. It like opens up the blood vessels mm -hmm. really wide and lets that blood flow. Really? So okay. yes. So when you're talking about somebody who a lot of our COPD patients that are dying from respiratory, like mm -hmm. chronic respiratory diseases, um, they already have a hard time getting oxygen everywhere and they feel, they feel sick and they feel bad all the time. Mm. So when we give them morphine, it opens up their blood vessels and that oxygenated blood can flow to different parts of their body, especially their brain, and they feel relief. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's kind of like, it's strange. It's like, you know, people who have migraines, they have migraines because their blood vessels in their brain are really open and pushing against um, different parts of the brain and causing headaches. Oh. And so what seems strange is we'll tell them to drink some coffee or we'll give them like an Excedrin that has caffeine right. in it. Right. Because caffeine constricts, even though it opens up the blood vessels in other parts of her body, it constricts the brain blood vessels for whatever reason. And it relieves them of that. 
discomfort. So, mm. you know, think about all the other drugs like cocaine and um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other things that are that, well, that like we a stimulant. Have. Yeah. I mean, cocaine in small doses actually can be good for certain th- things. And we've actually, we use it to like, uh, if you have a, like a blood, bloody nose, right? They'll, they'll use cocaine to block that blood flow because it closes those vessels up. So um, like, there's just so many things that in medicine, we probably could do a lot more good if we released these Allowed. drug laws. Yeah. We'd have right. much more options to help our patients. It's just a matter of, knowing what those drugs are used for in moderation and being smart about it that's brilliant yeah now what what are your thoughts on like dmso uh which is and i'm gonna mess this up it's like a dimethyl such and such uh damn anyway Mm. (laughs) it's common term is uh porcelain it's actually illegal. I know it's illegal in the state of Illinois to have to use for people. Oh, you mean, is that like ketamine or something similar? Or am I totally off? I honestly, I, I only because I know like ketamine is something I think that is a strong enough um, chemical that it like is used for uh, horse tranquilizers or something. No, this is this is a liniment. It's it's applied on the outside, oh. and. What it does, uh, they found out that a lot of these printers, that uh, when I say printers, you know, the, the guy people that would print newspapers and stuff uh-huh. like that. And uh, back in the old days, they'd, they'd actually make a sheet and they'd clean those sheets mm-hmm. with DMSO, mm-hmm. and, which is horse liniment. It took the ink right off. And they noticed that the people that were doing this didn't have arthritis problems. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was like, hey, this is really great. You know, what they found out that it opens, it goes into the, uh, through the skin and allows more oxygen to a certain area of the, of the muscle tissue or uh, to the nervous system or blood. I'm not real sure. And, uh, but now Illinois says you cannot use that. People cannot use it. You can put it on a horse, but you can't use it for people. Um, so do, do they hate people? Yes, absolutely. They Our, hate people. I, Illinois, yeah, of course yeah. they hate people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because everything you just described, like I, I honestly have never heard of that before and I feel kind of dumb for maybe not. No. But um, like that, that whole process, like the alleviating of pain and problems, like that's beautiful, yeah. right? Like right. What, yeah. what a discovery. <laughs> uh, now what they did find out, one of the bad side effects too, is that if you take DMSO, and you have something else on your skin, hmm. it will allow that something else into your body as well. Hmm. So you got to be kind of careful about what you're using it with. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's one of the bad. And like with the cannabis, um, you know, Illinois went and legalized marijuana, mm-hmm. and, which, yeah, was great. Uh, they find out that the people working in these uh, the cannabis factories, if you will, mm-hmm. uh their knee pains are gone their back pains are gone 
yeah. yeah, they're, I mean, they're gaining a lot of weight, but mm. uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, they're, yeah. They're so that'll hurt of, their joints later. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I mean, they're, you know, they're, the pain in their body is actually going away. Uh, and they don't even though they're not smoking it or they're not eating it or doing whatever it's just being around it you know mm -hmm. and working around it uh, eight to eight to ten hours a day you know that they're finding out that there's hey, there's a lot of medical stuff that are medicinal you know mm -hmm. benefits to this mm -hmm. and so but Illinois will probably make it illegal to do that too. As so. soon as it's like realized that it's actually good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got our, we, our governor here is governor Pritzker. I don't know if you guys have heard him. Uh, no, but he, he is, he is the proverbial, well, mm. literal fat bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, his family is, is, is the Pritzker family. Uh, they're mm. huge in the medical so it's Got in it. his it's in his family's interest if he keeps Illinois locked down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. Mm. Well, but, see, that's what I was thinking. Is like you know while you guys were talking about that, like what they've done with the what pharmaceutical companies have done, basically, like one of the drugs that I remember giving to our cancer patients is called Marinol, mm -hmm. and it would be basically marijuana in a pill form yep. that helps them helps their appetite Very, yep. um and i'm like well just let them smoke weed and they'll be fine you know mm -hmm. um they're dying of cancer so we don't need to care about any of this stuff right now yeah um and marinol is very expensive so a lot of times <laughs> it's not covered <laughs> right um yeah. so they would have to take something else which like there was a cheaper version of there's a cheaper uh, medication that kind of is supposed to help them get their appetite but it taking it in certain amounts can be toxic mm. so it's actually wow not really that much better at all. Um, but then you think about like, you know, we've made heroin illegal, but we can, but now um, pharmaceutical companies have manufactured different drugs like fentanyl, Oxycontin, yep. Yep. and all these other drugs that like here in East Tennessee, like, you know, we call it hillbilly heroin. We'll just melt down some Oxycontin yep. and inject it. Yep. And um, you got people who are addicted to that now yep. and fentanyl is now kind of a problem on the streets so really? yeah okay. so it's like you you really and heroin has kind of made its way back just because now it's cheaper than hillbilly heroin is and oh my to me it's like what yep. what did we actually fix like we, we were didn't. trying to prevent people from dying of drug overdoses but people still do from the pharmaceutical drugs that are legal well, it's just, it's same thing with the COVID. I mean, you know, we're not fixing one problem. We're creating two more. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, then we'll be back and forth, back and forth on those. I mean, it's just. Uh, Yay, government. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, now in the prison system, I've seen a lot of people that, you know, come through there because of Oxycontin, Oxycodone, mm -hmm. Xanax. Um, is it Xanax? Xanax, yeah. Yeah, Xanax. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Adderall. The, I mean, you you name it. I've talked to a person about it. I've seen more drugs in the prison than I ever did on the streets. You know, mm -hmm. um, and I never did understand why they would not allow these guys to smoke marijuana because it's a relaxer. 
you know, yeah. these, these guys are in there not doing anything other than, so if you let them smoke marijuana, wouldn't they be a lot more relaxed and you would ha- cut down on the violence and they wouldn't care. You know, I'd be like, okay. Hey, good guard. question. Yeah. Considering how much they like want and seek compliance, but I guess they also first and foremost want punishment. And so like them getting to relax at any time that, you know, that would be a benefit to them. And it would almost, I don't know, maybe it actually would end up making prison, you know, mm-hmm. more appealing in some way. And I, I, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's appealing enough already. So for um, some, sadly yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So with the penal system and laws and stuff like that, uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think about uh, as, as far as like, uh, you know, capital punishment then as, as far as voluntarist or, uh, and I know I'm saying that wrong. I just can't. I think it's, it, you're saying it how. Okay. Uh, yeah. Some yeah. people like are, get really specific and they're like voluntarist. Okay. Okay. But I think, you know, yeah. in the, as per, as per the evol- always evolving English language, I think it'd be fine to say voluntarist, you know, like it gets the message across still. So okay. I think you're fine, Craig. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, thanks. But uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead with that. Uh, what do you guys, what do you, what are your feelings on capital punishment as far as. I used to be honestly like, cause I come from a more like right leaning um, background and mindset and so I used to, you know, be a lot more supportive of the death penalty, like, okay. for example. And, um, but I think, you know, I kind of, I, I always knew that, like, you know, killing somebody was wrong. I was taught that early on, right? And mm-hmm. then, but like, so, I mean, there might be times where killing a person would be justified, you know, in defense of yourself or others, especially somebody who, you know, doesn't have the capacity to defend themselves. But, you know, uh, killing another person, taking another person's life is not something that can be taken lightly. And I I don't think it can be. But um, so I used to be just very cut and dry, yep, pro-death penalty by the state. But then I started questioning that because of just my overall increasing awareness of how incompetent the government was. So like from that early standpoint of becoming more like conservative leaning, it's like, well, the government's really not good at their jobs. Right. But, (laughs) and so that was like, just like stage and step one, like they're not good at it. So like they're, um, you know, gonna probably find the wrong guy and then like they're killing an innocent person. So I just don't think the state is competent enough to, you know, kill somebody. But then, then, you know, as kind of, I think the rabbit hole of libertarianism and values and the philosophy behind it all, you kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit further and you're just like, well, not only is the state incompetent and thus they should not be in charge of that. I mean, it's absolutely immoral to think that the state could do such a thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not to say that there wouldn't be consequences and there wouldn't be severe punishments and maybe punishments that did include death, but like on the whole, I can't say I support like capital punishment as inflicted or enacted by the state because of both of those reasons, they're incompetent and immoral bastards. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And the reason I ask, I mean, I was there, uh, I wasn't personally there for John Wayne Gacy's execution, but I I mean, I was in in corrections at that time. Um, And that's one I struggle with. 
I don't know if you guys, you guys probably aren't old enough to know who John yep. Wayne. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, Re remind yeah. me though. I'm like, a true uh, crime. I like true yeah. crime. So. Okay. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy murdered. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say he was like, he, he was a, um, I guess he's like sort of a public figure in a way, wasn't he? Like, well, you he, probably know more about him than I do. He, so he was, it. yeah, he was just, uh, well, he was just like a, uh, uh, yeah, he was a public figure. He owned his own construction company. Um, and he was, he was homosexual and he would entice young boys into his house, younger men, I guess, or young, older boys. And he would kill him uh, mm. through a series of demonic torturing. I mean, uh, I read his case. I was up on death row and I read his case file. Mm. And I, at that point, I'm like, this guy needs to die. Um, he would like take bowling ball pins and, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah that type of stuff to the point where they, they were passing out they had no idea oh, yeah oh yeah awful. he would wait for him to wake up mm. and do it all over again and he kept him for a few days and then he would bury him in the bottom of his house and or mm -hmm. um they they found him guilty on 33 counts of this oh, of murder so but he always said that there was more he, oh my gosh he's like you, you haven't even got half of them of course i mean that's every every serial kill yeah every serial serial killer's dream if you will you know to say oh i've done hundreds of them but yeah i mean the guy was a, a sick bastard and really? i mean I, I got to meet him and he was just he was this you know sad demented old man at the time you know, and he was weird because he would just, he would stare at you. He wouldn't say anything to you, he'd just stare at mm. you. That's and super he, creepy. Yeah, he was, he was really creepy. But see, on this one, I don't believe in a death penalty because I do know that they make mistakes. I've met people that they've made mistakes on. Mm. Um, a guy named Ronald Kitchen was accused of a double uh, homicide burned the bodies and uh i mean it was really kind of twisted and he always said he never did it well he's on death row well governor ryan came down and said no more death penalty you guys get uh natural life so he came to work for me in the kitchen and so we're talking to him and he gave me his case i read it and i'm like oh you know you're either telling the truth or you're a greasy piece of shit and you know mm -hmm. probably deserve the death penalty and uh you know, so he's like, oh, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Well, come to find out the DNA underneath the victim's fingernails was not his. Mm. So mm. he had nothing really to do with that. But he was beaten by the Chicago police so badly that he had to wear a truss uh, for guys uh, because he was so swollen, if you will, because they mm -hmm. beat him in that area for so long. Oh, geez. Um, oh, and, until he confessed, until he confessed. And uh, hmm. so, I mean, he, and then, you know, they let him out of prison the whole nine yards. I, I haven't heard anything from him since, but, um, but Gacy, 
yes, should have died. He should have died. They should have just drug him out the street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, like that's something where those boys' parents, I think it'd be justifiable if any one of them took him out, did the world a favor. And I think that's my issue. Like, I have, I don't like the, I don't like the idea of like thinking that, well, that our justice system is going to fairly and properly, mm-hmm. you know, investigate it. And then we'll know for sure this guy is completely guilty. So there you go. And yeah. then of course, you know, there are some cases like John McGacy where it's definitely something like you think he should die. But then you also have to think like he ends up sitting in jail for years and years and years yep you know and there's like a there's a really bad case here that um a young girl like um she was raped and murdered by this man who was left to babysit her and her brothers mm. and um he one day while he was babysitting them he he locked her in the bedroom and her brothers were beating on the door begging him to let them in and while they were doing that he was raping her and killing her mm. So it was clear, it was pretty obvious that he was the killer because everybody witnessed it. Um, it, And I don't know why he, um, but he was in jail and on death row for 20 plus years. The mother of the daughter died before she even saw him finally go on death row and die. Damn. So in my opinion, there's, that's not justice it's not you know sure you finally did put you know he had his appeals and he went through all that process but it took too long his the mother of the child didn't even get the justice that she deserved to see him die and so that's why i think the death penalty isn't it's just not going to work what in my opinion would be real justice is just let the children let the brothers and the mother decide his fate and then they do it right then and right, there <laughs> right right i mean yeah there's uh, i mean there was a time i you know after gulf war and panama and stuff i suffered from some pretty pretty intense ptsd uh which was compounded by the prison system mm-hmm. but uh there was a time that uh I mean, we had a local case that uh, the guy had uh, raped and beaten his stepdaughter mm. to death. Jesus. And Jesus. I mean, it was to that point where I knew that my purpose in life was to remove this guy from the planet. <laughs> um, luckily, I got a little bit of help. And, uh, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, but I kind of think that they really need to think about stuff like this i mean you know when it's a clear cut you know Mm -hmm. no question that this guy did this yeah then we need to you know just go ahead and you know shoot him in the head and send a send a bill to his uh parents you know yeah for raising a piece of shit but uh yeah uh yeah damages damages get passed on to the parents huh? that's right yep yep you produce a shitty human yep you produce this that you're gonna pay for it too uh, that's that's it's actually China's uh, logic on it, but uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, don't definitely don't want to just casually. Hey, some, <laughs> sometimes communists get it right, you know. <laughs> well, they are murderous and yeah. black-hearted, so yeah. you know. But I mean, 
there is sometimes that necessary yeah. element of darkness um mm -hmm. i suppose is that what you know we have to be aware of our shadow selves yeah. and those of us who are aware of our like the good man isn't the man who's harmless right the good man is the one who's absolutely a monster but he keeps that at bay because he knows he's supposed to and that's what he needs to do right right like, you know he's not supposed to be the monster yeah but so you know sometimes i i honestly feel that sometimes you've got to let that out every now and then it, it exists you know, for a reason it's lasted right. with us for a reason because yep. you are right like you know na naturally normal state of things like you do not want to be the monster but there will maybe hopefully never really be times in your life where you have to be the monster but it's better to be able to be that person and keep that sword sheathed yeah but be able to use it if and when you need to oh my goodness yeah well yeah, well, speaking of monsters, uh, we could talk about Pelosi. Um, <laughs> uh, he is a monster. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, I remember the '80s, and I was, you know, pretty hardcore conservative. You know, Ronald Reagan is, you know, at at one point in my life was a god. Um, you know, I now I'm just I look and I think, how on earth did we get to where we're at now and with our government with our state mm -hmm. how within 30 30 years 40 years my god it's been that long um how did we get from you know the the government that was kind of you know kind of uh well even from eisenhower's time frame you know where eisenhower even warned about you know the military industrial mm -hmm. complex and and stuff like that how do we go from there to where we're at now i mean and that's this is a blink of an eye in time it really is i mean hmm. i guess um you know each each government each administration has piled on the powers yeah. and controls of the previous administration, even, even those who like to provide rallying cries against the government or against the deep state or against the swamp. Um, <laughs> but really like, you know, and um, something we mentioned Brad Binkley of the, the propaganda report earlier, yes, but like, yes. so something I guess um, Monica Perez says a lot um, but she might not be the first, but whatever. She's pretty original. She, you know, kept saying stuff during the Trump regime that, um, you know, like it takes a Republican. It, it mm -hmm. takes a Republican to rack up the national debt to an obscene, obscene, unthinkable, unfathomable number because the base will justify it because team red good, you know, our guy good. And it, it'll also she would also say it, it takes a republican to pass significant gun control legislature i mean you know the biden administration is uh, definitely doing their best and trying but there's more yeah. resistance to it because that's the that's the way the game works you know the blue team bad on guns so you know the red base is actually awake on this topic like during uh, a blue administration yeah to keep it simple yeah like that it's just you know you say that and you know historically that that is correct but now i think it, i don't think we have red and blue i think it's all damn purple you know i mean it's, it's all evil purple <laughs> yeah i mean it's just yeah. it's 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 insane now 
I mean, with, you know, with Biden. bipartisan oh, awfulness. And, and, and have you guys heard about Texas? Have you guys caught any news on that? Uh, sort of. Just a little bit. With the yeah. voting? Oh, my God. With the, their, I, the, yeah. the Democrats left Texas? Dem- and left Texas and went to daddy DC yeah, or mommy DC. Maybe if, uh, you know, Katmala <laughs> is uh, considered the head honcho. Oh like, my God. They went crying up to DC. Like, no, like <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I can't, I, that's so like, <sighs> well, well, just that action alone. Yeah. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hello. Oh, nuts. Are you guys there? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It just, I mean, everything just locked up. <laughs> um, and Maddie, you are muted. It says ask to unmute. I think she may have locked up. Uh, Jesse, you're here, right? I'm still here. Yeah, okay. I'm still I'm still here. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah, you were talking about uh, uh, well Harris, and then that's when I lost you guys, both of you guys, I guess. Oh well, I was just saying, like the whole idea and the concept of it. Like, I can't believe they ran off to Daddy, Mommy, Daddy, DC, and I think it's just like the most ridiculous grandstanding I've seen yeah. to date. Yeah. Well, now the the governor of Texas, Abbott or something like that, um, mm-hmm. says uh, they come back, they're going to get arrested. I think that's kind of hilarious. I do too. I hope, I he, I hope he follows through. That would just <laughs> like be he, so he, awesome. He really better not be bluffing. I like, know uh, it. <laughs> let's do it. You, you guys are all clowns. Yeah, let's. But uh, like, you're not allowed to just go get clownier. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that would be awesome i mean if i actually i mean it'll prove that they will be their own yeah right. wow that's a <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm all i'm all like against the state enforcement and um enactment of violence but like if it's against the state itself like i'm all for it now have you guys have you guys listened to shane hazel not much but um i've heard him on dave smith's podcast and i've heard of him so i i i've actually been thinking like i really do want to go like listen to more of his stuff or listen to more of him um because he seems like quite an interesting character well yeah he is he is um and i i I try to give him a lot of crap uh but uh i Mm -hmm. never yeah i never really uh, get to really talk to him i mean we've conversed a couple of times and I, i'm sure he's busy i think he's got a, a campaign running for yeah governor. i think he's trying to run for governor yep yeah which i mean and i told him i said you know if you're serious about this guy i'll move to georgia you know just so i can <laughs> vote for you you know yeah um he's he's talking about getting rid of the uh the state uh income tax which is i mean great great and so but I've tried to have him on the podcast and our schedules just will not make, match up. I mm. mean, you know, yeah. it's like, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Now, I was going to ask uh, if you guys had heard of him and, and and what did you guys think about Shane Hazel? So, um, but I mean, yeah, definitely intrigued and want to hear more of him and his perspective, I think. And, um, you know, I hope he wins governorship. I do, too. I do <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah. All the best. Yeah. A uh, couple real quick questions. They're, they're starting to pop up in my head. So. Uh, I know Typo and Luke also do a lot of joking about age of consent. Mm. So, you know, it's like, you know, libertarians don't believe in age of consent, you know, that type of thing. So I don't know about that, do you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a law. Yeah, true. And different states have different ages of consent. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your viewpoints on those? I mean... At, you know what age can can a you know a, a young dude uh, or or a young girl you know actually start uh, you know sleeping with the uh, the opposite sex or even the same sex I guess I mean you know so uh, at what age you know is that okay I mean well I think that just thoughts I think the main philosophy. Yeah. The main philosophy that we should have is, you know, um, to do no harm. Mm-hmm. Like that should be our main focus when we're talking about anything philosophically. Does this hurt somebody? So um, when I'm thinking of like the consent, like in the, you know, in most states, it's like the, the age of like medical consent, like where you can consent to different procedures or, um services medical services it's 16 typically okay and then i think, I think, I think like ours is 18 probably um i think in the state of california like the age of consent for sex is 17 and other states it's usually 16 but um i think that um i kind of understand a little bit or some people are saying like um it's all individual but this is where, I mean, we had a really good conversation with, um, was it with Adam from You're Talking Over Me? Where yeah, we were talking Adam. about how like, in order to be like a really good anarchist, you also have to be a moral person. And I, and so that yeah. morality has to be like, in it has to be a big part of your life. Because when you raise your children, when you choose your friends, when you do anything like that moral background is going to have a huge impact on the decisions you make but i think that at the key of it all is like what i choose to do is it something that is going to be harmful to someone else that should be our highest goal right and I, i mean i've known people you know older people you know they got they got married when they were 15 um you know uh, so, you know, I mean, and it's, they're still, they're still together today, which is, I mean, you know, the crazy part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was actually no harm done in that case. And, it, but yet, you know, I've, I've, I've seen people, you know, well, you know, they were dating, you know, that this 23 year old guy was dating, uh, you know, 20 or a uh, uh, 15 year old girl. Yeah. You know, and that, that didn't last, that didn't work out very well either. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, at age of consent, I mean, in my opinion, okay, uh, with my daughter, especially, I mean, 
<laughs> I would, I mean, yeah, I'd probably end up killing somebody. <laughs> so I, well, I, I just think that we have to be, we have to just think about this. Like we know now scientifically we know that how like the brain how long it takes for the brain to mature and develop and even though like an adolescent can look like an adult their brain their ability to um control their impulses their ability to make logical decisions and emotional decisions is still behind and so in my opinion i just i would i don't think that um I think that, I mean, I've met some 20 something year olds that I wouldn't think can make a lot of decisions yet. Right, right. So it is, I do agree. Like we have to just look at everybody as individuals and just, it all depends. Um, I have met, like you, I knew people that got married when they were 17 and they were mature and they still are married. But those are not nor the, that's an outlier and you don't base like the whole majority of the right. country based off of outliers and so you know i, I, I mean, think that as a i don't think we need to make a law per se but i do think mm-hmm. that we i mean we all generally know like like it's a collective consciousness we all know murder is wrong we know rape is wrong we know that if you're 27 dating a 13 year old that's yeah. not right somehow, yeah. right? Well, yeah, somehow so, it doesn't fit. But right, it's match. You know now, and I, I, I argue this with my wife all the time. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure she loves it. <laughs> oh yeah, she she does. Yeah. So I mean, uh, but I always play devil's advocate. So back in the day, you know, you their 52 year old guys were marrying 14 year old girls. You yeah, know, for for 40, land and for land and, and yep. dowries and yep. inheritance and, and, and kids and yep. you know I mean it you know it was just a you know so I mean and but and that was perfectly acceptable at those times, perfectly acceptable. I mean you know you didn't you didn't you know say well you know you know he's twenty seven and she's thirteen you know no you're like okay. hey congratulations they you were know. like it's a it's a match yeah yeah so and. I mean, it's it's a it's a sign of the times, and I agree one hundred percent with like <sighs> consent laws. And I mean, I, I just couldn't see like my daughter going out with a twenty-seven-year-old guy. You know, um, that would that would I mean, we would have some problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, because why would a twenty-seven-year-old want to date a? He's yeah, out would, of high school. He's person. probably out of college yep. or never went. Or never Why went. is he incapable of finding somebody his age? Right. Yeah. Or even just somebody who's 20. Yep. And right? I mean, like, you know, now now the argument on that is that girls do mature faster than guys. So they don't really. They just look like they do <laughs> because they oh, no, physically oh, okay. mature. Oh, I thought that mentally, well, mentally that they too. were. You know, mentally, there, that yeah. might be a little bit true, but that's not not significant, like true. not like ah, massive okay. gap, like massive year yeah. gaps, like like girl maybe girls on average maybe being like a few years ahead, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably more realistic to like getting away with that argument for like an eight year gap at a significantly very young point for a girl. You oh, know, I see, I see. Like right. maybe, like maybe when that girl is twenty three 
she's mature enough to be with a 27 year old and feel like they're equals. Okay. All right. If that makes sense. Like, you know, yeah. it, the starting age, I guess, of the youngest member is important to consider. It's well, it, makes, it makes a and, lot of sense. Yeah. And like painting it all with a broad brush of the law, like it does, the, the numbers are fairly arbitrary because like what, you know, say my birthday, my birthday was just on two, June 29th. I just turned 31. But so like, what if, for example, I just was 15 one day and 16 the next day? Right. Like, so it wasn't okay that day, but it's okay the following day by law per this piece of paper. I think like, you know, man created law. Law didn't create lawful men. You know, the written law didn't create lawful men. It doesn't. It's not right. how it works. So like, it has mm-hmm. to be something that people agree upon as, you know, a value worth uh, protecting perhaps. And so the value being, you know, the, a person's own self-respect and the gift of themselves. And well, I don't know, yeah. like they have to be at a point where they can be responsible for, the, for handing that over, like, because okay. they don't even understand the value. But, uh, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And I, I mean, it, it, it really does. So forgive me if I, I'm playing devil's advocate a lot. So, um, but a no, lot of, it's good. You know, it helps yeah. us, it helps us uh, sharpen our swords, right? Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, okay. And I'll tell you what, one more real quick question, if I, if it may. Um, okay. Now you, yeah. you do representations and, or well, I, I keep saying that as a general term and, and Jesse, you're a nurse. So what are your, uh, what are your thoughts on this Delta variant for COVID? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for them to like give us another name for the next one that, that we're supposed to be afraid of because it doesn't seem like the fear factor that they were hoping for with uh, right. calling something um, fancy like the Delta variant, even though it was at one point called in the Indian variant, but it seems to have passed over India and um, not affected them as much now that they've uh, started giving their uh, people the I named drug um, as a treatment and prophylactic for you know what. So, you know, I think- Hold on. Go on. Uh, I named drug. I starts with an I, ends with an N. And uh, the only drug coming to my mind is interferon. Is no. that a drug? I think that's an actual, that's a molecule in your body. Um, but I, okay. V, I, V, like M, N, E, R. If you, if you want to say it, I can go back and delete it. If you don't want to say it out loud. No, it's okay. We're just, okay. we're just being goofy at this oh, point. Like okay. at least if we're trying to be, <laughs> Oh, oh the word God. is um, Ivermectin. Okay, I've never heard I've of that. In, guys, wow. so it's, it, what? Oh, Craig, we've got I, we've got we've got stuff to send you. Oh my goodness! <sighs> I, I've never yeah, heard of you'll that. You'll be <laughs> okay. My, you'll be mind blown. Your mind is going to be blown. Okay. So, so the in, it is no longer the Indian variant because India did a better job of treating and uh, preventing COVID than the good old U.S. of A. Um, and so they had to change its name to the Delta variant. Okay. Um, they say it's representative of like coming from like 
a delta shaped area. I might be wrong about that, but that's what I thought. But it seems oh, okay. to be like, I don't know. It seems to have given itself the um, ability now, like in calling it the delta variant. Like I've already seen something about the lambda or the epsilon or the yeah. Gamma. Like, okay. Like, all of a sudden it just threw it into uh, the million name universe of things. Like they can't just, they would run out of countries eventually, right? They would run out of regions to call something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, a cra- it's crafty. It's, um, and I would be very cautious of any of the uh, corporate press's um, reportings on the quote unquote Delta variant. Well, and the reason I brought this question up is tonight, I do watch the news. And for entertainment value and for uh, just stuff to, you know, to, to look into and think, wow, are you really trying to tell me this? So tonight's news, they were talking about the Delta variant and mm-hmm. in the state of Missouri, which they're having a huge outbreak. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Right. That they're... Damn it. Their doctor, uh, top doctor in the state, their Dr. Fauci of Missouri, mm-hmm. um, says basically, if you do not get vaccinated, you will get COVID mm. without a doubt. No it questions. Is. If you don't get the vaccine, you want COVID. And Probably I, at some point, all of us are going to get COVID, regardless of being vaccinated, because that's how viruses work. Yep. And Technically already endemic, te- which means yeah. it's everywhere. We all... And as far as like the variants go, um, the way that especially coronaviruses work, they, they mutate fairly pretty fast. Absolutely. Um, so we knew that was going to happen. It probably has mutated more times before they called it the delta variant but before they um, called it COVID, like before they had a unifying yeah. one name for it like true um early on i can't remember what month but finland you know tiny population of finland did maybe was it iceland i think it was finland i've heard the story enough times now but like so they did they tested everybody they tested everybody on their island they were able to do so to their entire population it's relatively low population size and so they were able to manage that pretty quickly and so their findings from that initial test of everybody alone on that island came up with 40 variants there were 40 different sequences that were close enough to be considered coronavirus you know the SARS-CoV-2 but there were 40 variations of that within the country lockdown right because everybody basically locked down so the lockdown country of finland yeah yeah so i mean that's all i need to know yeah that's uh and i'm I'm sorry i was okay uh but yeah no it's well it's it's just like sweden you know when it first kicked off you know sweden yeah sweden says you know we're not we're we're not worried about a vaccine we're gonna we're gonna do herd immunity and Every, but just when you think about like, uh, you know, and viruses are, they, they have to have a host in order to survive. Right. They can't survive on their own for much long, you know, in, in an environment without a host. So they need a cell to enter. They need DNA to work with. They need to have like a body to get inside. So um, it doesn't really, if you really think about this logically, 
it doesn't really do the virus very much good to kill off every single host that it enters because then they then it's the virus itself will die so um what the mutations are really is a weakening of the of the virus it weakens every time it mutates becomes less deadly and it makes itself more contagious so like I was saying, like, we're all probably going to get it at some point. We're probably mm-hmm. all going to have it. We may not even realize that we have it because right. it may not make us sick. Our mm-hmm. bodies are filled with millions of viruses and bacteria and fungus right now. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, and we, we could even become sick from those things inside of our bodies, depending on, uh, you know, our immune system weakening from something. So, yep. The idea, it's just the funny thing is, it's just the idea that we have control over this is, is hilarious. So <laughs> like, uh, just enjoy your life. Like, just have fun. Don't like worry so much about these things that you have no control over. Well, okay. So people are worried about COVID. People are, are going to get COVID. We know this. People are mm-hmm. scared to death to go outside, even today. You know, I mean, I'm, where was I at? I was sitting, oh, I was waiting on my vehicle. I'm um, getting service. So I'm sitting there and this lady walks in and I mean, she walked in, she had a mask on and she sits down, but she made sure she was at least six feet away from me. And then she just kept looking around, looking around. She gets up and leaves the little waiting room. You know, so I know she's scared. She's like, oh, this, you know, this, this, you know, dude sitting here without a mask on, I'm going to catch COVID, even though she's wearing a piece of cloth on her face. And, um, you know, I mean, but I mean, so, so, I mean, people are still out there scared. We've got, you know, we've got our government, which is, seems to me, forcing the fear. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm thinking about this. Why would, why would the U.S create a plan to do this to its people but it's just not the u.s i mean it is it is the entire world yeah i mean to a point to a point so Mm -hmm. this is i mean are we talking one world order stuff or are we talking uh you know is this just uh, you know people are hitting the panic button way too soon for this virus you know it's it's not the black plague and you know it's it's not the spanish info uh, the spanish flu you know it yeah. but it's you know i mean granted it, it it's gonna kill people so does the flu you know right so why why are we pushing these agendas i, I mean i it, think it's mostly control but at the end of the day it's like people have got to wake up and realize like do i really want to live in fear over something i don't have much control over or do I want to take the time that I have on this planet right now and enjoy it as much as I can? And because I'm watching old people waste away their lives yep. from fear and mm-hmm. they don't see their kids, they don't see their grandkids, they don't go on vacations or do anything and they're making themselves miserable. And yeah, and they are dying, you know, because I mean, people need people, period right you know so i mean if you start doing these massive isolations you know that's good that's going to affect their mental health it's going to affect their physical health and then you got governor como putting them all together um you know i mean it's it's it is sad 
And I don't understand why everybody, or okay, everybody's playing the game at this point, you know. So if everybody says we're done playing, what are they going to mm-hmm. do? What are they going to do? You know, it, I don't know. It, it, it's, 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 I don't understand how the, how the entire world is actually being affected by this, not by the virus, but by the governments. Oh yeah. You know, the government's always been the scariest part about this. Yeah. And I mean, it's just not, it's just not our capitalist country. It's not the communist country. You know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. You know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't matter about political parties. It's the, the governments are, are, doing something together in my yeah. opinion in my opinion that they are all working together over this i'm not going to say mythical virus but over a virus that has a 99.9 you know survival rate mm-hmm. you know and but the, now they're forcing that well they're not forcing them yet but they are saying you know you got to get your vaccine yep you know, and of course, you know, your conspiracy theorists are coming out there and saying, oh, they're microchips or microchips. You know, if the government wanted to microchip everybody, it wouldn't be in a vaccine. It, yeah. There's a lot easier ways to get everybody without them even knowing it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, that's not the case. And I mean, I just, it can't be about money. These people that are. It's power. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it's. It's not the individual country leaders. It's whoever's behind them, backs them, supports them, and ultimately has some kind of control over basically all of them. I mean, there's very few people. Like, who's got North Korea's back? Like, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Like, I mean, anybody who's willing to do business with them, I I guess, technically, and, you know, I don't have a list of uh, who is, so, you know, forgive me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, other, con- like, I-, I would say on a global scale, like North Korea isn't playing ball, right? Yeah. Whereas, um, and, you know, maybe for a while, um, Gaddafi wasn't playing ball. Um, you know, I think there's a, a theme of people that are either absolutely hated and vilified and um, attacked, maybe by our government. Um, well, you know, I yeah. think I think there's something there. But I mean, like, you know, our government is at somebody else's complete mercy. Somebody else or or, or an entity or groups, you yeah. know, like it, it, it only ha- it's honestly also being used, you know, like our state, our federal government is a weapon and it is being used and we're all victims to it, whether we're in this country mm-hmm. or not. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, we all need, I, and yeah, somebody's controlling it. Somebody's doing something and we all need to say, stand up and, you know, we're not playing anymore. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's game over time. Uh, it's game over. Yeah. Because I, I had personally can't, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in fear. You know, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to walk around and, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to go there because, you know, they might have COVID, you know, but I'm not going to (laughs) go, you know, I'm not going to go around licking doorknobs either. So, I mean, (laughs) uh, but, uh, 
Now, okay, now Jesse, you you work in ICU, is that right, or emergency, emergency, no. emergency room? No, um, I've I've done all that. Like uh -huh. right now, I actually just started a new job. Oh, well, congratulations! <laughs> I'm, I I'm working in um, I work at a uh, residential type program for teens who are uh, have behavioral and um, are drug related issues and they're okay. there for like a few months to kind of work on their issues so i'm kind of doing more psych nursing this time oh i see okay oh i was gonna ask um you know have you seen an increase in the the covid cases increasing in the hospitals or maddie do you know of any of this um i would say from my standpoint and my knowledge like it seems to be fairly under control at this point. And I think yeah. it was a lot more under control than even, um, you know, the news made it out to be, or even like, honestly, people on the inside, I think um, the golden goldfish, uh, like not syndrome, but effect <laughs> of having right. a very goldfish sized and length memory right. um, applies. And, and Jesse would probably be able to uh, relay this better, but like, you know, they would, the news or the media would harp on about, you know, the ICU capacity. And it's like, it always is this time of year, you know, any, any, or it's, it kind of honestly flowed a lot similarly. I think um, it was more of a policy issue why there was crowding in the New York hospitals. And I won't even, I, you can't even say the New York hospitals because it was a very few New York mm -hmm. hospitals that were maybe overcrowded or incredibly busy and um, had an, a lot of, a lot of COVID patients, a lot of patients generally at that time. Like, and remember like you couldn't even test everybody. So there was a lot of assumed yeah. COVID patients, right? So who actually knows? Um, we know the numbers aren't trustworthy um for the entire year and still to date um but yeah so a lot of like policy wise that killed a lot of people i think from overcrowding when other new york city hospitals were wide open and that cruise ship came to be the overflow room for anybody that needed it anybody on that on that entire island that needed it or even probably from jersey would have accepted people too like the point was like the hospitals were supposed to be so crowded that people would be dying in hallways and dying in the streets on the way to the hospital, dying right. in their homes, dying in the streets, like everywhere. Um, mm. And I mean, people are, people are still acting like that's the reality. And I, and yes. they didn't, we, we were talking about it before, but it's like people, I say, and I say it often, like people were allergic to good news they chose the negative. They chose to not see or think with their eyes and minds. They, they listened, it was plugged into them and they went with it, you know, like it didn't matter what they saw in reality because it was already warped based on what they were, was already quick, very quickly ingrained in people. Damn. I don't even, I don't even know where I'm going with this rant, but like, uh, it's right. Like, no, it's good. Keep going. It, no. <laughs> it, like I I've had to observe so much cognitive dissonance and Jesse yeah. has too. Like it's, it's something that like mine or numbs our minds, like with how bad it is. And it, it, it kind of, we always were able to see it before because like from our political and philosophical persuasion, we 
kind of have already had to deal with our own cognitive dissonance and to the degree we still have it like we know it's a possibility that it exists and we we actively seek out those blind spots I think and like you know conversations like ours we help each other get to those places where we may have not articulated it um clearly or really thought things out so but I mean, what I saw and heard this year and I'm still experiencing, it's like people yeah. in my world still use the language like, you know, things are better now, but we're not, it's not over. We're not <laughs> yeah, done. exactly. And I'm just like, what planet are you guys on? <laughs> Absolutely. Did you guys, uh, you, guys you know, and, and talking about, not talking about COVID, but did you guys see the uh, press secretary's uh little comment they made circle back sake uh no, no. Oh, well yeah that's who it was um she um they were talking about you know she was talking about how great things are going under the biden administration blah 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 <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> she must hate herself yeah hot dogs are is. hot dogs are oh, 16 yeah. cents cheaper oh thank god than they were this time last year and you know so one of the reporters goes uh but gas is like a dollar higher. Yeah. She's literally, I mean, and with honesty, her honesty, I guess, and with, you know, her passion, you know, it was like, yeah, but hot dogs are 16 uh, cents cheaper. <laughs> Did you hear me oh on the God. hot dogs? Yeah. And, and I mean, she goes, why do you, why do you focus on the negative stuff? This is good news. You know, the, yeah. uh, the yeah. shittier cut of meat that's out there on the market. Like, I'm glad that's cheaper. We're really yeah, the, doing well as a country, right? right. Like, just give the people, let them eat processed meat. Yep. Like, forget the cake. It's let them eat processed meat. Thank you, Jen. They have Saki. no bread to eat. Yeah, let them eat hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Six, oh man. So I tell you what. Um, yeah, it's you guys have got to be getting tired because I know you guys are ahead of me. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. It is past my bedtime. Oh, I am so sorry. You guys, <laughs> no, you guys have been phenomenal though. Um, and I, <laughs> it's I, it's I, fun to talk. Yeah. Super enjoyed this. Um, and I'm, I'm terribly sorry if, you know, if I got way off subjects and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> it was a, it was a cornucopia. It, it, it is. It, it, yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of rabbit holes. So um, I tell you what, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, shut this down and do you have anything you guys would like to plug real quick at the end again so in case my mom is still listening so <laughs> uh i guess you can just follow us um we're most active on instagram at uh voluntary vixens and facebook at voluntary vixens and then um twitter at vixens voluntary and then cool. if you want to donate to our patreon we also oh. have a patreon at vixens underscore voluntary well there you go Awesome. Awesome. Maddie, you got anything real quick or? Um, I'll, I'll sign out of our portion, I guess, like I normally sign out of our show. Okay. Um, and maybe with a tiny bit of an explanation at the end, but like, so we sign out every single show, as you probably know, Craig, from binge binging us, um, <laughs> you know, we, we like to, we like to bring it home and close our chat out with, um, the wish that, you and I, like we speak for ourselves, but we speak for everyone that like, we hope we all can together keep it sane and keep it peaceful, but keep it voluntary. There you go. Awesome. All right. I'm going to stop this and then, okay. You guys. Okay, good. That day. Yeah. Again, thank you very, very much. You guys, uh, this has been a blast. Yeah. And I mean, 
holy smokes and i mean it, with every podcast i do learn something so i i thank you for that and uh yeah so i'm gonna have to let typo know that hey i just did this and it was phenomenal so <laughs> so we say hi <laughs> i hear you i hear you yeah so um well i will let you guys go so you guys can get to bed so i've got to i've got to check on my dog and make sure she hasn't done anything she's not supposed to well yeah so all right well thanks uh, Craig. hey thank you very much and you guys take care and i'm gonna do this uh, I'll, pro I'll probably release it to patreon on friday and nice. then i'll uh I'll, I'll release it uh monday to general public so very cool but uh yeah well, good. all right all well right. thank you very much and you guys stay safe and uh yeah have a great too. one all right bye. all right good night bye and that was the voluntary vixens everybody and i would love to personally thank them for coming on this podcast i know two and a half hours of me boring them to death is probably more than they could take uh again uh I would like to thank the Voluntary Vixens for being on this podcast. And I tell you what, check them out before they get banned. You guys have a great one. We'll talk to you all later. Thank you, everybody. This has been Craig with The Unbeaten Path. Have a great day. It is of no use going back no to yesterday back because to we yesterday. were different people. Because then. we were different people. Then. Begin at the beginning. Begin at the beginning. And go on until it comes to the end. And then stop.